Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. Father, we do believe that your son Jesus is God. We believe that Jesus is the Messiah. We believe, as your word says in Hebrews 13, 8, that Jesus, the Messiah, Yeshua, the Messiah, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we have come again into your house to worship you, to praise you, to thank you, to acknowledge you, to honor you, because you honor your word. So today, do in this place and in our hearts only what you can do. No one else, no one else in the universe, no one else in the world can save like you save. No one else in the universe can heal like you heal. No one else can deliver like you deliver. So we beseech you this morning, we beseech you this morning from within the sanctuary and those that are watching, wherever they may be watching, God, that you do miracles, signs, and wonders in this hour. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together one more time. Amen. Before you get your Bible in your hand or your electronic device, let's thank the Lord. Get your Bible. Bless you. It's good to see you. It's good to be back. Good to be home. You know, I, I have an old saying, I'm kind of an old soul. Uh, it's good to go, it's good to be there, and it's good to come home. So it's all good. So get your Bible or your electronic device and turn with me to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. And we're going to read verses 7 and 8 from the King James Version. We'll read it as it is written first in the King James, and I will come back and read an expanded version of the Scriptures. Acts chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. Ready to begin. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. Verse 8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Bow your heads. Let's pray together. Ready? Pray. Father, I thank you for another opportunity to stand before your people as a servant, as a preacher of the gospel. I thank you for ears that are ready to hear and hearts that are ready to receive. I thank you for the impartation that will take place that will bring transformation for time and eternity. Again, sir, holy God, do only what you can do in us and through us so you can get the glory and the fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, bless your heart. You may be seated. We've been talking about healing and as Pastor Moten mentioned last Sunday was Pentecost Sunday. And as you have heard, if you have indeed been listening, that we must 
or let me say it this way. I've been saying, I'm sure others have, but I know that God put in my heart that we, being the church, need to go back and look at what it is we need to look at. And in that, God has been saying to me, to you, that we need to make sure we remember what God tells us to remember. Now, that's very important. It sounds simple, but it's very important. Because if we don't remember what God says remember, then when we come to church, what the preacher will tell you to remember is what the world wants you to remember. And so we've got these last day signs, these last days challenges, and we don't need to hear this, please. We don't need to compound our problems by not remembering what God says remember, because then we don't see God show up. And so... Pentecost is a very important time in the history of the world and particularly the history of the church. So we must remember Pentecost. Look at somebody and, and tell them we have to remember Pentecost. We, we, we have to remember Pentecost. In fact, we need to emphasize Pentecost. But with all that's going on in the world today, it's, 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 it's easy to allow the enemy to trick us into focusing on everything else but what God says to remember. And so we cannot, I cannot in good conscience as a man of God, a person believed that he is called of God, that has stepped into the offices that God has called him into. It is my responsibility to remind us to remember what God says is important. And God says Pentecost is important. So let's go through the scriptures, because, because again, if I don't teach you the scriptures and I keep giving you, which I try not to do a lot of, which I really don't believe I have over 25 plus years, if, I give, if the preacher gives you his opinion, that's what you'll remember. Let me say it this way. I'm just going to you know, flow. And, and let me say this. Some of you all don't know this. It's been kind of the custom that after I have vacation, I preach a little longer. It might happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it'd be a miracle sign. I wonder if I did. No, so anyway, so, so watch. If I don't tell you what God says, you won't have God on your mind. If I tell you more about what I say, you'll have me on your mind. This is how you can tell. This is how you can tell. When you leave the church that you belong to, that you hear your pastor teach and preach, if you talk more about him than God, then you're thinking more about what he says than what God says. All right. God's going to help us with this. Gen uh, excuse me. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. This is the expanded version that I put together for your hearing today. But you will receive power that supernatural strength and ability when Holy Spirit, the spirit of the living God has come upon, arrives to influence you and you will be my witnesses. A witness is someone who is proof that something is true. 
You don't go to court and swear in the Bible and then lie unless you're crazy. You're, you're testifying of what you're saying is true. All right. So we are to be witnesses that Jesus is who he says he is and does, still does what he says that he will do. He says in Jerusalem, Jerusalem is the city where they lived. He said in Judea, the surrounding region, Samaria, you know, the Jews and the Samaritans get along. You got to be a witness to people you don't get along with. People of a different belief. And then he says, and even to the end of the earth. The title of our message today is the Holy Spirit and power. Write that down. The Holy Spirit and power. The Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit interchangeable, and power. So in these two scriptures, Acts 1 and 7 and 8 in particular, which is our focus this morning, Jesus had gathered his disciples together to give them final instructions before his ascension, before he leaves. These are his final instructions before his ascension. Again, Pentecost is 50 days after Jesus's resurrection. So he spends 40 days teaching his disciples. Then we get to Pentecost where he actually, um, it's 40 days rather, let me say it again, 40 days, Jesus' ascension. 40 days later, he's still teaching. 10 days after that, the Holy Spirit comes. Okay, now let me just say this for historical purposes while I'm there. Um, the same day the Holy Spirit comes is the same date, the same date that the Torah or the word was given to Israel in the wilderness. The same exact day. This is why they, these days must be remembered. This is why we must read the Old Testament and get an understanding. The day, the same date, the same D-A-T-E, the same day that the word or the, the Torah was given, the Ten Commandments was given to God's people in the wilderness is the same day that the Holy Ghost manifested in the earth. So the word and the spirit work together. You've heard me say this over and over. The word of God and the spirit of God work together. That's why they manifested on the same date. So we would not mistake the importance of the word and the spirit, the word being Jesus and the spirit. So Jesus is about to leave the earth and he's gathered his disciples to give them final instructions. And he says these words to them after they ask him, please, please hear this. Will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? This is what the disciples asked Jesus before his ascension. Why is that important? Because this indicates, write this word down, or two words, world view, world view. You can make one word if you want. World view. This is demonstrating and showing us that the disciples had a worldview that was not completely accurate, even after spending three and a half years following Jesus and being taught by Jesus. Now, why is that important? Why is that important? Because every Christian, every believer under the sound of my voice, you have a world view. Whether you realize it or not, 
You have a world view. A worldview, in short, in essence, is how an individual sees the world in which they live and their place in it. How do you see yourself in the world and how do you see yourself being interacted upon by the world and your interactions in the world? How do you impact the world or is the world just impacting you? And so the disciples asked Jesus, hey, hey, we know when Messiah come, he's going to set this stuff straight. Well, look, we're gonna, you're going to deal with these Romans. They've been oppressing us. They're in our land. They're taking control of all the businesses. They're giving us scraps and treating us like second-class citizens. And we, your peeps. And we know it's, this, is, this is a messed up system. And Jesus says this to them. He says in verse number seven, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father has put in his own power. In essence, Jesus says these two things in this statement. Jesus says both it's not your business and it's not the time. It's not your business. And it's not your it's not the time the father determines when all of these things are going to happen. So, so Jesus is rebuking them. He quickly then turns their attention back to the purpose of their gathering. Jesus, in essence, says it's not about the power to destroy nations. It's about the power to build the kingdom. Write that down. It's not about power to destroy nations. This is not about me, God, giving us power over people that's got power over us. It's not about us destroying people that have been mistreating us. This is what it was in the disciples' minds. He says, no, this is not about you having more power than your enemies. It's not about you getting back at folk that's done you wrong for 400 years since 1619. Catch it. It's not about me making America great again. It's not this kind of power. This power isn't for that. It's not for destroying. It's for building. It's the year of building. God wants to build us. But first, 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 he's got to build your mind. He's got to rebuild our thinking Think about this. These disciples were Jews who walked with Jesus for three and a half years, and they still had a worldview that we better than everybody else. Turn that off. They had the idea that they're better than everybody else. People have used religion for that for millennia. That's why the world is in the condition it's in, because you still got folks that think they're Brand of religion makes them better than everybody else. Isn't that a shame? It's 2022, and you still got folks in different denominations think they're better than you. You better not think like that. Look at somebody and say, you better not walk around thinking you're better than another Christian. You got a messed up worldview. You got a messed up worldview. Your view of yourself in the world is wrong. If you think you're better than another believer or really anybody else, Jesus didn't come to make us better than everybody else. He came to make us better off if we put our faith 
in him, but we're no better than anybody else. Jesus said it's not about power to destroy nations. Isn't that amazing how people still use the Bible? Their worldview is twisted. God love us. The rest of y'all, we're here to take over. Because you don't really know what to do with the world's resources. We're talking about the Holy Ghost and power. So in verse number four of Acts chapter one, the Bible says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. What is, what is the promise of the Father? What was it back then that Jesus told them to wait for? It was the promise. What promise were they to wait for? The promise of the Father is seen in a number of scriptures, but we're just going to use John chapter 14, verses, 20, verses 16, rather, through 26. And it's simply stated, it's the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It's the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Someone say, another comforter. Another comforter that he may abide with you forever. God promised that he would send the Holy Ghost to live in and with us forever. Write this down. We're talking worldview right now. So God the Father, through Jesus, sends the Holy Spirit <laughs> To the earth so that those that receive him, and I got to say this so I can be theologically accurate so you could get this. Only those that are saved and born again are candidates to receive the Holy Spirit to live in them. We got to say stuff like that today because you, everybody think they can get the Holy Ghost. I don't want to even turn there. I'm not going to turn down that street. The promise of the Father is given to the children of God. The Holy Spirit is given to believers who ask for it. The Holy Spirit is given to those who obey the word. Only those that obey the word are the children of God. You can't live a purposely disobedient life and expect the Holy Spirit to live in you, lead and guide you. You'll grieve him until he leaves. So, God, through Jesus, sends Holy Ghost into the world to influence the world through the people who walk around with him. So in other words, those of us that are spirit filled should be influencing the world instead of the world influencing us. Inflow. Influence is flowing into. The Holy Spirit flows into us so we can out of our bellies flow rivers of living water. There ought to be living water coming out of those that are filled with the Spirit, and you ought to be influencing other people instead of you being influenced by everyone else. God wants to influence the world through who? Through the believer that has the Holy Ghost. There's no sense in any of us being filled with the Holy Spirit and then turn around and repeating everything the world says. Hmm. 
The promise of the Father is Emmanuel. Say Emmanuel. Emmanuel is God with us and God in us. That's Holy Ghost. See, just as, just as, hear this very well, just as Jesus is the great promise of the Old Testament, Holy Spirit is the great promise of the New Testament. Jesus is the great promise. Jesus, if you read the Old Testament, I pray that you do. Jesus was promised throughout the entire Old Testament and the prophetic writings. The promise of the Messiah until he eventually manifested. Holy Ghost is the promise of the New Testament until he finally came. And Holy Ghost is here. Someone shout out loud, Holy Ghost is here. He's here. Let me say this. Holy Ghost is not the force. That's Star Wars. That's sci-fi. Holy Spirit, watch this now. He is a force. Holy Ghost is not just influence. Holy Spirit is personage. He, personage. He is the third person of the Trinity. He is God. He is person. He has personage, which means he is to be related to like a purpose, like a person, rather, like a person. You know, you got to watch some of these words we're using now, these newfangled words. I won't even get into that either. But, but when you talk to God, when you talk with Holy Spirit, you're talking with a person, not a it, not a power, the big man, whatever, none of that. So just like Jesus promised to never leave us or forsake us, Holy Ghost makes the same exact promise. Now think about this. Please, 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 please grab, get, grab a hold of this. Grab this and put it in your pocket. Put it in your purse. Put it in your sock. Hold on to this. As powerful and influential as any man that's ever lived has been and is, all of us, men and, of course, women, we, we, we fall short. In other words, let me just do it like this. Let me just cut to the chase. How many of you, by show of hands, have ever made a prom all the promises you made, you always kept all of them? Raise your hand. Let me see how many liars are in the church today. <laughs> and that, that would be me, too. I, I made promises, family, but I just, I just I wanted to do it. I just, I just. So, 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 so God then, my brothers, my sisters, God is the only person that can make a promise and keep it. Because he has all power. Because he knows everything. See, we make promises with good intentions, but we don't know the future. We don't know that something is going to happen to get in the way to keep us from fulfilling that promise. But, but since God knows everything and has all power, there's nothing that will get in the way of him fulfilling a promise. I want somebody to know that God made you a promise and it's coming to pass because nothing can stop God from doing what he promised. Because he's already in the future moving everything out of the way so it comes to pass in your life. Just as Jesus comforts the sick, just as Jesus 
comforts the diseased and the oppressed, so too does Holy Ghost comfort all who receive him. Lift your hands right there. Lift your hands right there. I'm preparing you to receive. I'm preparing your head and your heart to receive. I want you to get your head and your heart focused right now on the presence of God, the Holy Spirit in you, the Holy Spirit upon you. I want you to begin to realize that the peace that you need, my God in heaven, can only come from the Holy Spirit. He has come to comfort you. I don't know in particular what your challenge, what your whether it's health, hallelujah, whether it's your body, God has come. He sent his spirit to comfort your body. I don't know what your challenge with in your soul. I don't know what's been disturbing you, what's been keeping you up at night, but Holy Spirit will give you comfort. He will let you know it's going to be all right. Even though you can't see your way out, Holy Ghost is here to let you know it's going to be all right. I just feel like I need to say that again to somebody that doesn't know which way is up, doesn't know which way to turn. Holy Ghost has come to comfort you today. And since I feel the anointing to say, I want you to know you don't have to wait until 1 p.m. to take that pill to feel better. He's here to comfort you. That's why Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the comforter. That's why he's called the comforter. Because when he comes, he will comfort you. If you open your heart, he will comfort you. If you open your mind, he will comfort you. Ecclesiastes 4, verse 1. This is Solomon, one of the wisest men who ever lived. Powerful king. Married so many women, he, he got a revelation on women. <laughs> I'm going to leave it like that. Most powerful, wealthiest king of his day. Experienced the world. He had a worldview. <laughs> you caught it. He had a worldview. A lot of his wisdom writings are based on his worldview. Here's one of his views of the world surrounding our particular topic this morning. So Ecclesiastes 4.1, Solomon says, So I returned and considered all the oppressions that are done under the sun. And behold, the tears of such as were oppressed. Somebody say oppression. oppression. Shall not be a part of my life. He goes on to say, and they had no comforter. They had no comforter. That's why they were oppressed. They had no comfort. Hey, my God in heaven. Man, something just went through me like electricity. The reason so many, even God's people, are oppressed, suppressed, and depressed is because you have not worked with the comforter. You're looking for comfort from everywhere else 
when comfort is on the inside of you. So Solomon says, I returned. After I've seen the world and traveled, I've considered all the oppressions that are done under the sun. In every nation I've traveled, I've seen oppression, Solomon says. And behold, the tears of such were oppressed. Oppressed people cry all the time. They're sad all the time. They're upset all the time because they feel hopeless because they are being oppressed. And they have no comforter. And he goes on to say, and on the side of their oppressors, there was power, but they had no comforter. Did you hear what Solomon said? He said, the reason they're crying is because they're oppressed. And the reason they're oppressed is because their oppressors have all the power. They have all the influence. So then it becomes seriously clear, painfully obvious. The reason some of you are oppressed is because you've given too much power to your oppressor. You've given more power to your oppressor than the comforter. You don't even talk to God. Some of you didn't know you could talk to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. I didn't know I could talk to the Holy Ghost. Yes, you can. That's why you ain't comforted. Solomon says... With all his wisdom and all his insight, he saw oppression. This was the worldview this great king gathered over the years, looking out over the world. I see nothing but oppression, violence. That's what we're seeing. Violence. Violence everywhere because people are oppressed. They feel hopeless. They're angry and they're frustrated. This is why there's so much violence. When you have peace, you don't want to fight. You want to enjoy your family. That ice cold red Kool-Aid. Don't put too much sugar in it because that's why. Anyway, that's a whole nother message. When you're at peace, you don't want to fight. You're not upset. You're smiling. I don't have to cut you off. I'm going to get there. Violence, tyranny, and unjust treatment. That is a form of oppression, being unjustly treated. Let me say something very simple, very elementary, but yet very profound. When you go to a place or if you happen to be one of these type people that feel like and that you have been too much of the time in your life, unjustly treated wherever you go, you're going to be an angry person. People wonder why black men look angry all the time. You need to maybe consider how much oppression they have been experiencing 
even if it doesn't come from you, bruh. The brother's just been unjustly treated too long. It's going to manifest in some kind of way that is negative to society. You might need to, here's a word of wisdom, sit down with the brother and ask him his worldview. How do you see the world and how do you see yourself in it? I see myself never getting a job everywhere I go. No, no wonder now you'll understand. You can't say, well, I get a job. That's your worldview. You can't calm me down with your worldview. Unless in your worldview is the scriptures. <laughs> That's why we need the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, Holy Ghost, come right now. Touch my mind right now. Heal my heart right now. Some folks, you're not healthy in your head and in your heart. You, you, this pandemic and all the tyranny and the violence and the frustration and the economy has got you messed up now, and you need healing in your soul. We need soul healing. We, I'm putting my, both mine up. We need soul. I need my soul healed. My mind, my will, and my emotions. <laughs> I was having my, my, my kids, children, grown folk laughing. We were driving. Uh, and uh, I said, man, I can't drive back. But what is that? Not at night, it's too much traffic, too many people, too much going on. We saw so many accidents. It just, I just never seen so many car accidents in one time. And so, and so I just, you know, I, I see what the old folks say now. And they say, my nerves ain't what they used to be, you know. I, <laughs> man, man I, can't, I can't drive at night. I, my nerves. Yeah, they, they, oh, what he's pulled over there. Where you come on? Oh, what you doing? Oh, God. <laughs> you messing with my nerves. I want to get home and be at peace. You just pull in there. Wasn't no room for you to get in there. What? When I was young, I just, you know, hey, I got you. Mm -mm. I ain't seen too much. Been through too much. Matter of fact, I need a five-minute break. Can I take a five-minute? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do need some water, though. Peace. The enemy comes to steal kill and destroy. He wants our peace. He doesn't want us to be at peace anywhere. Not, in, you know, some, not even in your home, not in your job, not, not in the street. And some of us, some of us, we don't even have peace when we by ourselves. Solomon says he's seen violence, tyranny, and unjust treatment in the world. And he's seen people who had no one to help them. See, that's another thing that adds to the level of oppression. When you see the wrong and you see there's nobody to help you. Every system you appeal to will not help you. 
That's why so many people are violent today and getting guns and doing them because they feel hopeless. There is no system or structure that they feel they can go to to bring about a change for them. (laughs) They don't feel like they have anyone to advocate for them. Who will stand up for me? Who will tell my truth, as the world uses that word, even though there's only one truth, that's Jesus. But they have no advocate. There's no one to help them. They feel as if there's no one to defend them. Have you ever, by show of hands, felt defenseless? Raise your hand. You felt defenseless. You know what was happening to you was not right, but you felt there was no one there to help you. There was nothing around you to impact you, and therefore you felt defenseless. Less. You were oppressed. Nobody to stand with you. That's where we are today. People are abandoning each other like never before. Families, marriages, churches, schools, communities. Leaving people standing by themselves. It's a hard place to be, to feel all alone in your oppression. Solomon calls the people oppressed who are without power, money, and influence. Without power, money and influence. We've all seen movies, TV shows where the wealthy man in the town gets away with murder because he has money. He pays off the judge and pays off the police and he pays off the lawyers and pays off the people that should be telling the truth that saw what happened and say, oh, I didn't see a thing. Because of money, because of power, because of influence. Hmm. People in a constant state of dis-ease are people that have no comforter. Say it again. Hmm. People that are in a constant state of, state of being uneasy, diseased, uneasy. The things that you should do or the things that you could do or the things that should be easy to do, you can't do them. It should be easy to feed your family. It should be easy to love your husband, to love your wife, to take care of your children. We live in a time now where everything that should be easy is getting harder. (sighs) People who are oppressed, talking about Solomon here still in Ecclesiastes, people with no one to breathe strength into them. I, 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 you've heard my testimony. I, I used to have asthma as a child. It's one of the most scary things is to all of a sudden not be able to breathe. And you want to breathe. And your mind says to your lungs breathe and your mouth is open and your nose is open, but you can't breathe. You, 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 you quickly lose strength and black out. See, people that are oppressed find it hard to breathe. Said another way, people that are oppressed feel like an elephant is standing on their chest every day, 
all day. Can you imagine how uncomfortable a person would feel if an elephant is standing on their chest? They don't want you to ask me no stupid question. I can't breathe. I don't care who, how many points so-and-so scored. I can't breathe. Cultural information loses its meaning when you can't breathe. Did you see the dress of uh, Megan the Stallion? Does she even wear dresses? I don't even think she wear them. See, y'all didn't even see that. That's too much material. I had to add that for you to get it. Oppressors have all the power. They have the ability, they have the wealth, they have the influence. So Jesus says, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit so you can overcome oppression. (laughs) I'm going to give, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit because of what Solomon saw. Because I know until Jesus is speaking, I know until I come and set up the kingdom forever, there will be kingdom after kingdom that will oppress people. There will be people that have money that take money from folk that need the money and don't care about the money. There will be people, there will be people that are sick, that will go to the hospital, the hospital don't care if you die. There will be people getting married and the husband won't care if he'll walk away from all the children. He won't care. There will always be oppression until Jesus comes and sets up his kingdom. But until then, this is what Jesus was telling the disciples, I'm going to give you some power. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you something that's going to live on the inside of you that no matter what country you live in, no matter what skin color you have, no matter what your socioeconomic status is, you will not be oppressed. I don't care how many times that man runs out on you. I'm going to send Holy Ghost and he's going to live in you. And if that man leave you again, you're going to be all right. You'll raise those children and they'll be all right. Somebody lift your hands right there. Let the peace of God continue to enter into your heart and your mind. Let the peace of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody's going to breathe easier. Hallelujah. Before you leave out of this service, somebody is going to breathe. Matter of fact, just take some deep breaths right now. Come on, just breathe in the life of God that's in the atmosphere, that's in the word of God that's going forth right now. Because I want you to know the oppressor has been broken off of your life. Oppression will not be a part of your life because of the Holy Ghost and power. John 14, 17, let me move on here. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. I already told you, the world can't receive Holy Ghost. The world can don't try to give Holy Ghost to the world. First get folks saved. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. I got a James Logan uh-oh in my spirit. Y'all can laugh, you don't know what it is, and you ain't got to say it. I got to say it. We can't. Oh, Laura, I got to say, let me make this water first. 
Okay. All right. Before you run around making people apostles and prophets, make sure they're saved. Before you run around ordaining and consecrating and speaking and declaring over people, make sure they're saved. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. Wow. Ordaining somebody that can't even see God. Neither knows him. You don't even know God, but we're going to make you a super apostle. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Jesus said he's with you, but when I'm ascended, he's going to come and be in you. See, Holy Spirit is the very presence and essence of God living in the saints. If you're if you're truly born again, then you're a saint. And since you're a saint, that means Holy Spirit lives in you. The essence of God, the presence of God is on the inside of you. See, just like the word or the law was given to comfort, heal and guide God's people in the wilderness, Holy Spirit is given to do the same thing. That's why he was given on the same day. So people that read the scriptures and understand God's plan won't get it twisted. The Holy Ghost just don't come to give you a strange tongue. Hmm. Holy Spirit is given. Write this down, please. Holy Spirit is given. After salvation, after we receive the word. Simple, but it's necessary. Because when Holy Spirit comes, he helps us understand the word. <laughs> he helps us understand the word. When we read the scriptures, Holy Spirit helps us understand what God has said. Just as we experience salvation through Christ, we experience the manifestation of healing, deliverance, signs, wonders, and miracles by the Holy Spirit out of our belly. Say, say this, say this. I don't think I'll, this will be, be said out of context. Say this to your neighbor. Say, if you're saved, you're a miracle worker. If you're born again and the spirit of God lives in you, you have miracle signs and wonders in you. Now, now, the reason that sounds challenging to so many is because you keep listening to CNN, ABC, Fox, and they keep telling you something else is in you. And you need all these drugs and you need these chemicals and you need these. Watch, I'm going to say something else. Again, I know it's through the foolishness of preaching. I'm okay. I'll be a fool in front of you, even though I'm telling you the truth. When in America, in the West, when they slowly got prayer out of school, took the Ten Commandments off the wall, 
They increase the need to see a psychiatrist and a psychologist. You'll have some that call themselves Christian and, and won't even tell you to believe in the Bible. But Jesus sent the comforter before you got your degree in psychology. And he said, when the comforter comes, he's going to break the, all oppression and depression off of you. So then now the question is, do you really believe that or do you believe the lie of the 20th century? If you don't believe that, then stop singing God can do anything. If the only person that can help you uh, just as the word was involved in creation, so too is Holy Ghost. You don't have to turn there. In Genesis 1, because it's there, you know it's there. God saw, the Bible says, that the earth, watch this, watch this, watch this. The earth was formless, a wasteland, void, empty, and full of darkness. Notice the earth was there. But it was jacked up. Let me speak to somebody's earth that's jacked up. You, you know what I'm talking about? Your body, your earth suit is jacked up. Tell somebody it's okay. Ooh, man. It's okay if your earth is jacked up. Because there was a time when the whole earth was jacked up. And the word of God said, let there be. And the Holy Ghost was hovering. He's doing that right now over your life, over your jacked up body, over your jacked up life. Let there be light. And there was light. And the Holy Ghost and the word were involved in creation and recreation. Second Corinthians 5, 17. If any man be in Christ, they are new. You're brand new. Why? Because every day you wake up. The Holy Ghost is putting stuff back in order that was out of order in your life. You need to remember the Holy Ghost and you need to forget about every other ghost, Casper and every other ghost. And you need to remember the Holy Ghost was given in this season so I can have peace in my life. Break the power of the oppressor. That's why I go to church. For my man and God to remind me of what season it is. Because there's more going on than high gas prices. There's more going on than war in the Ukraine. There's more going on than wars and rumors of wars. There's more going on than elections and politicians. The Holy Ghost came 2,000 years ago and he's still here. If you let him into your life, you'll be changed forever. Folk done got so sophisticated, 
They didn't talk you out of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Quick testimony. I probably have to finish. I remember some years ago, this is... Uh, anyway, my mother came and stayed with us in the summer. She was in the guest room, and I was working... I was working second shift at the time at Abbott. And the Lord told me to go on a fast. I didn't want to because my mother-in-law was cooking because my mother was in town. And y'all know my mother-in-law just, whoo, just pop, burn, snap. And so I'm like, God, that can't be you. <laughs> it can't be fasting Mama Josie cooking. That just, that's the devil. <laughs> and so I, it took, I'm just being honest, it took me about a day or two. And that's God to do this. So I'll go on this fast. I don't remember the exact details, but some days later, I come in, 11 o'clock, talk to my mother, wife, put, I think Cameron, I don't think Lexus was born yet. And um, I'm still awake. And I hear something in the room, next to uh, the guest room, boom, 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 boom. What is going on? I get up, my mother's having a seizure. She's flopping around, and I walk, open the door, and you can smell like death was in the room. And I immediately said, the devil, I rebuke you. And the death, get out. And I began to just, and then Deborah came. I said, call the paramedics. And they came, and they came in the house, and, and, and I was speaking in tongues. They said, you can stop that foolishness. I looked at that man. Holy Ghost had me, so I didn't say what I want to say. It was the foolishness that got her alive, that kept her alive. So you think because you here and you got the equipment that you're going to make my mother better. But you didn't create my mother. The word of God created her and the breath of the almighty is what gives her life. And you need to recognize that in your own life. The breath of God is giving you life right now. It's not what you're taking. It's not what you're reading. It's not who's giving you therapy. It's the breath of the almighty God. We got her in the ambulance, and I sat in there and ran some tests, and we don't know what happened. I know you don't. You got to know. I know who brought her back to life. The spirit of the living God. He was involved in creation, and he's involved in recreation. Lift your hands right now. Oh, David prayed in Psalm 51, created me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit. Something ain't right. Oh, renew a right spirit in us, God. Something isn't right. Something is awry. Something is foul. Something's come in and contaminated our spirit, God. Renew a right spirit. Breathe on us again, your Ruach HaKodesh. <laughs> Breathe on your people. Ignite us. Influence us. Empower us. As I close, Acts 10.38, God anointed Yahshua of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. God rubbed himself 
imparted his essence into and, and onto Jesus Christ. <laughs> he put himself by way of and person of Holy Spirit, Spirit of the living God. So Jesus could go around what? Doing good. It's time for you to do more good. It's you don't need you 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 don't need me to get online every day and give you a word to do good. You don't need to hear from me twice a, a, a day, uh, breakfast and lunch. I got a word for you. Now, I'm not, now, don't get me, you know, I'm just talking about me. What you and I need to be able to go around and do good is the Holy Spirit. I just need to be encouraged. You got the comforter. You don't know what I'm going through. You got the comforter. He went around doing good. The Bible says, and healing. 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 All. Healing all. Healing all. Some of you may know, some of you don't know. Uh, John Alexander Dowie that started this city had a great healing ministry. He was arrested constantly for healing people with the power of God. And they said he was practicing medicine without a license. See these cranes and crutches and could be some wheelchairs and other things. Iron lungs and, and that. Because we always believed in divine healing. Because to not believe in divine healing is to not believe in the biblical Jesus. It's, it's to not believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Everyone stand on your feet, please, right now. Just stand. I, there's healing in this place. Mental healing. There's all kinds of healing right now. Mental. Get some stuff out of your mind concerning God. He's a healer. Lift your hands. Come on. Get yourself in the right posture, the right frame of mind. Get yourself in the right place. Jesus. 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 Let all heaven and earth proclaim Master, Savior, Jesus. Oh, like the fragrance after the rain. Let him heal you. Let him heal. He's Jesus. He's not changed. He's only changed in your mind. He's only changed because the enemy has changed him in your mind. This is why we need to remember the word. Remember Pentecost. Holy Ghost will remember. He will stir up the things that Jesus said. He'll remind us of the things that Jesus said so we can live in them and walk in them and receive them. Let him remind you today that he's a healer. Let Holy Ghost remind you the word says he sent his word and healed us and delivered us from all our affliction let the Holy Ghost remind you he's Emmanuel he's God with you you're not alone in your situation you're not alone in your frustration you're not alone in your pain let the Holy Ghost remind you who your Savior is and then let him anoint you come on ask him to anoint you ask him to anoint you Ask him to anoint you afresh. 
so you can leave here and do good and be an instrument of healing for all that you run across that need healing in their bodies. Now, I'm going to do this because I feel compelled to do it because I realize that some of us, our worldview is such that before I can be healed, I have to come to the altar. I can't get healed standing where I'm at. I got to come to the altar. So the altar is open. And then some of you believe you can't, your, your, your worldview, your, ex, your experience is I've only, I only get healed when I'm touched. You got to lay hands on me. So if that's you, come to the altar. But, 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 but you need to realize that God is bigger than my hands. And, 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 and hear me, hear me. When we learn how to let God touch us right where we are, it turns your car into the altar. It'll turn your kitchen into the altar. You'll find that no matter where you are, you can get a fresh anointing from God because you haven't been programmed to believe the only place you can get it is at the altar. So one last time, if you're so inclined and we don't, come on, worship team, we make no apologies for allowing it. You need to come to the altar. We know the altar is still a powerful place. If you need hands laid on you, I don't mind. I'm not afraid. I'm not going to get monkey pox. I got Holy Ghost pox. I ain't afraid of nothing. I promise you I ain't. I'm not. But if you just want to stay there with your hands lifted, we're going to worship. Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.